Good morning, everybody, and welcome to this Wednesday, hopefully the half point of your work week and the first day in February of 2023. I'm your host, Michael Kimmett, bringing you four of the most crucial current events in cyber and technology that you need to get through your Wednesday. And we're going to start in the UK, where many people probably shop at a company that is owned by JD Sports. JD Sports owns the brands JD Malays, Blacks, Scots, Malay Sport Brands, and Size. And if you shopped at any of these brands from 2018 to 2020, you should be aware that JD Sports is advising you to be vigilant about potential scam emails, calls, texts, or other details seeking to take advantage of you because your data, including your name, billing and delivery addresses, email addresses, phone numbers, and order details were all stolen from a server that the company has. We don't have details about how or who stole the data, but we do know that it does not contain passwords or your entire credit card as the company only stores the last four of the credit card to verify the data. Now, that's somewhat good news. The bad news is that where you live and what you purchase and when is exposed to criminals who can use it to conduct scams against you moving forward. And even though the password for your JD Sports account may not have been stolen, you should probably still change it just to be safe, because with your email address, criminals can try any other password they want to guess your password, or if they find one they think is yours from another data breach, they can try that. And if you haven't changed it from that breach, it could be used in combination with the data from this one. So change your password, JD Sports had a breach, be aware if you shopped there, because you could be impacted. We're going to move on to ransomware. There's a new-ish ransomware called the Nevada Ransomware Crew, and researchers are finding that this group is advancing at a very rapid pace, developing a program language Rust element into their uh, toolkit, and that makes the Nevada Ransomware able to target both ESXi as well as Linux in addition to Windows. Meaning that especially big companies who use ESI technology, ESXi technology, make sure I get that right, are particularly vulnerable if they have exposed assets that Nevada Ransomware groups can target. Another thing researchers found about the Nevada Ransomware group is they offer very preferential rates as to their affiliates. In other words, people that they conduct attacks for or lease their tools to, they allow those people to keep a higher percentage of the profits, which is really interesting because Nevada Ransomware has also been found seeking to gain initial access or footholds for their attacks. A lot of the big name cyber criminals that you see in the news actually buy that access from other criminals known as initial access brokers. So by Conducting a larger portion of the attacks, the criminals are able to have a high level of success, and by having advanced tools that allow them to target a broader area of victims, they are able to make more money on behalf of their affiliates, and that's problematic. So although some ransomware groups like Vice Society are being targeted by law enforcement, we see new groups like the Nevada Ransomware coming about because it is still a very lucrative business. And how lucrative is it? 
Well, it's lucrative enough that the Black Cat ransomware are making a ton of money by targeting companies like Solar Industries India Limited. And those companies usually have lots of funds because in the case of Solar Industries and India Limited, they actually supply weaponry to military agencies. And that makes them both have money and also not want to disclose cybersecurity incidents. Now, what's interesting is that Black Cat Ransomware not only targeted Solar Industries India Limited, but they are now putting the data they stole during that attack up for sale because the victim failed to pay the purported ransom. And that's problematic, especially if you're a government who might not want people to know where you're getting your weapons from or what weapons or other details. That can be very sensitive information, and so we see cyber criminals trying to get that kind of sensitive information that governments and private companies may not want made public, and they're using it as a second extortion attempt in the event that, in the case of Solar Industries, India Limited don't want to pay for the initial ransom. We're going to end today in Ukraine. Now, I know many of you are tired of hearing about Russia and the invasion of Ukraine and all the <laughs> bells and whistles that come with that, but there's actually a very intriguing story coming out of Ukraine regarding the IT Army of Ukraine. Now, the IT Army of Ukraine came about because there was an alleged lack of cyber resources in Ukraine. And the IT Army of Ukraine is a loose collective of people operating in support of, if not directed by, Ukrainian military officials. And, and the latest attack that the IT Army of Ukraine has conducted, there are claims that they have breached the infrastructure of Gazprom. Gazprom is the Russian energy giant specific to the oil industry. And the IT Army of Ukraine claims to have stolen 1.5 gigabytes of data that can uh, adds all sorts of details like financial, economic activities, testing and drilling results, as well as specific automated systems of wells in a particular region. Full stop. Those details would allow cyber attacks uh, or to understand how Gazprom is conducting business, allowing political pressure to be applied to specific Gazprom partners in the industry. These are all things that are almost sure to come about. However, before you just decide, hooray to this uh, hacktivist collectivist for supporting Ukraine, one, you need to recognize that hacking uh, an energy giant, regardless of what country it's in, is a crime. Pick whatever country you live in and presume that hacktivists steal the sensitive data of your energy provider. You might have some fear that that data would be used to attack and potentially shut off your gas. So we are uh, in support of peace in Ukraine, but justifying crime presents an ethical dilemma that people are going to have to deal with. So before you just decide, yay, IT Army of Ukraine, understand these are hacktivists and that they are conducting crime and that it does support Ukraine, but again, they are conducting crime. And if it were you on the receiving end, you might not be as receptive or supportive of their actions. You may also want to consider whether or not the claims that Ukraine has no cyber resources is true, because at least one reporting agency who claims that the IT Army of Ukraine is, uh, quote, appreciated because Ukraine has such uh, few cyber resources also reported in early 2022 that the Ukrainian military had developed a way 
to uh, create explosions in gas pipelines via advanced cyber attacks. Those are some of the most advanced cyber attacks in the world. If the Ukrainian military can develop them as a cyber resource, there's a little bit of questioning as to exactly how much cyber resources they have, and if the IT Army of Ukraine is just an additional instead of filling some gap in resourcing. So do some reading, do some research before you start um, praising hacktivists who are conducting crime. Uh, if you support them, fantastic. Just know that for many, it presents an ethical dilemma, even though, again, it appears to be helping the people of Ukraine and potentially bringing Russia to the peace table, as I'm sure they don't want their pipelines to explode in Russia. That'll do it for me today. Thank you all so very much. Have a fantastic and outstanding Wednesday. It's going to be a great February, so stay safe, stay strong, stay healthy, and we'll see you tomorrow. Michael Kimmett signing off. Ciao. Welcome back, listeners. Today's tip of the cap goes to a mathematician, Peter Winkler from Dartmouth, and he's getting a sincere tip of the cap for his outstanding contribution to the field of mathematics and being named an AAAS Fellow. And this is one of the most distinguished honors that the scientific community can bestow upon individuals, and Peter is getting this absolutely prestigious award for his outstanding contributions in ways of combining or finding the intersection of various fields in math like combinatorics, discrete mathematics, and probability, which makes them more applicable to society and advancement of things like medicine, food, and travel. So to you, Peter, a sincere tip of the cap for your dedication to science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, for being an example in the scientific community, and for continuing to make the world a better place. Please keep on mathing.